right, welcome to Hedo and Seva Uncharted, uh, lockdown version. Seva, how's lockdown, pal? How you going, Hedo? Um, no, lockdown's pretty good, um, as you just saw, uh, just before Jeff uh, hit the magic button. Um, yeah, lockdown's good, we're all in it together. Um, and yeah, thank God we can do something like this. Yeah, so we did want season two, obviously, back in studio, but with all the lockdown that's happening, we've decided to... With our, uh, with Jeff to try this new uh, way of recording a podcast, and um, we're going to give it a crack. We're going to do a few episodes, opinion pieces, just quick twenty-minute, half-hour opinion pieces, and do a bit on um, stuff you did overseas and that. And uh, we're going to get some different guests on to throw their opinion out moving forward. That's it, correct? Eh? Um, We'll get it all going like this, and uh, I'm, pretty sure, I'm pretty sure it'll be pretty successful. So what we'll do is we can always do it remotely. Once we start off in the studio, we can always do like weekly opinions and stuff, results and all sports. And there's been a big, there's been a lot of sport happening, so um, we, we might get into it. But um, again, this podcast can't happen without some uh, really good sponsors. As you can see, how good how good do we look in the background here? Our friend from Real Sociedad, Matt Ryan, in the background. So mate. Uh, we can't thank you guys enough. Thank you. And um, you'll know Jeff from our uh, season one as Jeff Lambert. He's now Sensor Studios. So he started um, a new company called Sensor Studios. So if you need any live streaming, podcasting, videography, photography needs, he's your man. And we'll share some stuff uh, on our socials about Jeff. So again, he's the man that keeps us doing what we're doing, Sever. So um and he's hit record at the right time too, hasn't he? Yeah, I bet he did. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so look, lockdown. How is lockdown treating you, mate? I know you've um, you've literally uh, three days into a uh, into lockdown where you can't get to work at all. So you've gone from I'm going to use Jeff here. You've gone from the best lay in Sydney to no laying at all. Yeah, no, no laying is getting done at all at the moment, guys. <laughs> um, I have done a I have done a deck. Uh, I've extended the front deck at home. Yeah. I, I, I thought it would take me three or four days. I, did, I knocked it over in one. <laughs> um, yeah, just look, we can't do anything at the moment. We've just got to sit with our hand, sit on our hands and um, just try and keep busy. Yeah, um, well, yeah. my jokes are falling flat. The family's over me proper, yeah. so I'm not sure we're going to get through lockdown as a family of five anymore. There might be a couple going missing at any point, but let, <laughs> let's see how we go. Now, Seva... We threw out a uh, we threw out a multi um, a few weeks ago, Italy into Argentina, and we did cop a bit of flack for it. All our Pommy fans and that got stuck into us, but guess yep. what? It won. it won. Now we also got on Italy early. Yeah, yes. we got on Italy at the start of the tournament and said they'd win. So eleven dollars was it? No. Eleven dollars. We got on it. So and our, our predictions were right. Now you played in Italy. For a long time, were you confident leading into it that that's the football they play? Yeah, especially with the team. Uh, I think if you go back to 2006, they still they, they were a team of stars, um, and I think history history pretty much prevails when you when you don't have when you don't have to manage 23 egos in the space of seven games, you can actually go through tournaments unscathed, and if everyone's pulling in the right direction, and I think that's what happened here with Italy. Yeah, they may not have played the prettiest football at times, but um, I think managing only a couple of egos, uh, like like I think Mancini has done compared to the England team, I think it's worked out wonders, to be honest. But in, in actual fact, I, I did think England did pretty well with the squad they got, right? And they were very young. 
right? So yeah. moving forward, they're going to probably be a force yeah, at the yeah. World Cup again, yeah? 100% they will be. Um, but in saying it, no matter what you do in life, whether it's um, you know trying to be the best layer in the world, uh, <laughs> you need luck. You, you, you really do need luck and you need, your inju- you, you need to be able to feel fresh at the back end of tournaments. And I think the Italians have done that. Hey, like they, don't forget, they went through a couple of um, sudden death games as well, both yeah. teams. Yeah, and look, we the, and to be fair, the fans have carried on like pork chops at the end of that end of that tournament. The yeah. the, the way they carried on to the uh, the the three guys that took the pens. Um, you can't get Rashford to take a pen after kicking a ball for what thirty seconds. Yeah, it's not like that's not fair. Yeah, and same no. as Sancho, right? Well, the thing is, after after the after the extra time, no one we weren't in the huddle. We don't know if anyone put their hand up. We don't we didn't we don't know if they were forced. Um, Especially a 19-year-old to to kick the like, you know, yeah, stood up. Out. But he stood up, right? He stood up. So, but look, I'll, I'll ask I'll ask you this, Hedo. Hypothetically, had England have won, would the fans still have acted the same? Yeah, yeah, true. Well, they have been acting like that for however long now. Yeah, exactly. so, look, make, whether make they win or questions. lose, they still act the same, don't they? Yeah, and it's still not coming home, eh? No, it's, it's still not coming home. It's 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 definitely went to Rome. It's definitely gone to Rome. Now, also, while, while Euros have been going on, obviously, Ange to Celtic. Yeah. Um, what do you reckon about that? It's obviously, it's obviously massive for an Australian coach to get a gig yeah. with a big club like Celtic. Okay, yes, everyone will say the league isn't the best. It's just Rangers and Celtic. But Celtic's still a big club, yeah? Well, they're a Champions League club, and they've been a Champions League club since forever we were born. Yeah. Um, I think and it's very, very hard for an Australian coach to actually get a massive gig overseas. I don't, I'm not sure, if, I can't even remember any names that have done it. I know Kevin Muscat's now moved to Ange's old position. Yeah, in Japan. And I think Ange's move to Celtic, it's, 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 I think it's a great move for Aussies in general. Um, if, I tell you what, for, for a massive club like Celtic to even consider... And, and, look, let, and look, let's hope they give him the chance. I know he signed a one-year deal, but yeah. let, let, let's hope they're just... And I know the Scotland fans and all that, like they are, the Celtic fans are passionate, right? And they yeah. don't. They obviously got done last year by Rangers, so they, yeah. they expect success, right? Well, Rangers put all their... Um, Rangers done really, really well by having Gerrard there, and they gave him time. Um, I'm not sure if they're going to give Ange time because people are already screaming for Martin mm. O'Neill to take over. Yeah, you know, yeah like, and and yeah. they did want they and, and I know Martin O'Neill. That, that there was talk about him being general manager of football as well, if yeah. not taking over. So like, let's hope, and, fuck, let, let's hope Martin O'Neill can get back involved and he can get his, you know, Cotton Mundiels on the sideline again and his tracksuit pants. Uh, he's, a, he's a quality coach. He's very um, very animatic on the sideline, but also too, they haven't given. Um, they haven't given uh, Ange the uh, the ability or the funds to get rid of last year's backroom mm. staff and bring in his own because the whole idea was we heard Kevin Musket was going, but now he's pretty much stuck with last year's staff. Now, we don't know if there's going to be knives in the background because we all know that a coach is only only as good as his backroom staff. That's right. You know, you need a, you need a team of trust around you, and I just don't know if he's got it just yet. And um, and Matty Ryan to Real Sociedad? Yeah, it's massive. It's massive, hey? Like, it's... Yeah. It's. I know he's not in the Premier League anymore, and and we look at uh, as Australians that the Premier League's you know obviously number one, and and look it probably is, but um, Real Sociedad's still a massive club, right? Huge club, even back in like early two thousands and stuff. You're talking Champions League. Uh, the caliber of players, 
that have been at that club and been through the club is, is just absolutely ridiculous. And I think for him to go back to Spain uh, is perfect move for him because at Arsenal he was he was always... Look how happy he is. Look how happy he is. <laughs> He's very, very happy. Um, I just think um, I just think he knows that he can put the, he can hold down the number one spot there. Yeah, and and look, he's still, you know, we still need him for the Socceroos, right? So we want him playing yeah. first team football. Hundred percent, hundred percent. I think there was there was no doubt that he was always going to be, regardless if he was sitting on the bench, he was always going to be involved as our number one keeper. But having a keeper coming in with ninety minutes under his belt every week, then rather than having someone sitting on the bench, is completely different feel. Yeah, and and look, it's it, it's something for us to, to to watch again as well, right? Watch him watch him progress and see how he goes. And he's very yeah. adaptable, isn't he? Yeah, hundred percent. And he's yeah. good fella too. So, Matty, yeah, congratulations, pal, and um, we'll, we'll certainly be rooting for you. Yeah. Now, we're gonna we're gonna get some strong opinions from Seva. Hey, you and I have been having some conversations over the last uh, well, I guess eighteen months as well, right? But especially over the last few weeks. And um, what we're doing with these couple of episodes or these while we're in lockdown, um, anyone who wants to come on, we've got a few guests lined up um, for, some, for some weekend shows that we're going to put on um, just to come on and, and give their opinion. Now, we're also going to get these guys back in studio, right, Seva? So yep. we're going to give them their time and go through their careers once we can get back into studio. Correct. But we're also going to ask their opinion on state of the game whether it's NPL level, A-League level, whatever they want to talk about, and, and we'll throw our opinions forward. Uh, state of the game, uh, where they think the game should be headed, um, and the the grassroots football and, and how that's... Are we producing enough young footballers? Um, and we've spoken to a couple of people on the phone already, haven't we? Yeah, so we have, we have. there's going to be some... Uh, there's going to be some pretty strong opinions, but yep. hey... We've got a platform, right? And, well, and we, we think we've got... Uh, well, I know you've got some strong opinions on it. We're going to run through it in a sec. Um, but before I get that, um, we also want to thank Ignify Legal uh, for coming back on for Season 2, uh, Ian and the team. Uh, we can't thank you enough, mate. And uh, we'll be giving Ian a shout-out on on, um, on our socials as well. And um, he's a good fella, isn't he, Seva? Yeah, well, I'd, I'd like to thank him personally. I think about a month ago, um, I was dragged into something which, to be honest, I had no idea what was going on behind the scenes. And he quickly he quickly got me out of it. And, um, yeah, just to pretty much uh, clear my name, took one little bit of paper and 20 minutes of his time. And, yeah, I can't thank Ian enough. Eh? It was just, yeah, I just got caught in the crossfires. Yeah, so Ian, uh, good sponsor to have, eh, Severo? When he first came on, I thought, oh, mate, I'm going to need him one day. And it, was, it wasn't even my fault what happened. It was just mate, a... he, he, can't, he can't get you out of that haircut, but I don't know what he's going to do. Oh. I don't know what he's going to do about that haircut. No, it's growing. It's a new trend. New yeah, trend. They, they... they cut the electricity as I was halfway through. That's the old CDR haircut, that's right? It, that's what it oh, is. 1990s, yeah? Diamante, mate. This is what he... How good. All right, Seva, let's hit it. Um, as I said, those conversations we've had, the conversations have been around, I guess, where the A-League's going, where the A-League is headed, and and I guess, um, I, guess, I guess you're good to ask, right? Because you, you come back from overseas um, when the Wanderers were first back in. Uh, sorry, when the, when the Wanderers first came in. Yeah. So you have seen, obviously played in the A-League for the Gold Coast, so you have seen it firsthand. Yep. 
and now you're watching it from afar, whether that's on TV or live at the game. Yeah. It seems to me there's a merry-go-round happening, right? And all right. If if I if I were to speak open and honest, like everyone's got an opinion, all right. Um, people, there's two sides of the fence that what people are saying. People are saying that the quality of the A League has gone down because of no money in the league, all right? Or Foxtel have decided not to promote it on TV. But all that stuff has got nothing to do with the actual players that are contracted and the actual quality that's being put on the field or produced on the field off it, all right? So I believe, look, this is not me saying it, but on social media, social platforms, it's been dubbed as the Recycle League. Now, when we mean Recycle League, we mean players have had, in the A-League, I think there's... Yeah, well, at, I'll start with eight teams. At the start, there was eight teams. Now it's gone on to how many there is. Some players have had five or six teams. Now, I know that when I left the Gold Coast, I had a three-year deal up at Newcastle for, for you know, it was nearly a half a million dollar deal over three years, and I turned it down. I turned it down because I didn't want to be another, another statistic. I, at 31 years old, like I thought, you know what? I want to go get a job. I want to start my own company, and I want to start life. There's a lot of players that are 25, 30. They're on $60,000, $70,000 a year. And their agents who run the league, they've got certain coaches under their belts, and all they're doing is just literally filtering, recycling, filtering, recycling. What happens there is a player that gets sacked from the Mariners, uh, sacked from Melbourne Victory, uh, sacked from Newcastle, then all of a sudden he becomes good for Melbourne City. Like, I don't get that. There's a reason why these players, after two clubs, like they they don't they don't they're not wanted. But so what they do is they half their salaries to slip into a cap a, a team that's got room in the cap, and they they seem to be 31, 32 years old. They've lost they've lost speed, they've lost pace, they've lost want, and um, they're they're taking up positions of other players like young and upcoming players. That's the whole point of the um, uh, having the youth league coming in now. Uh, but you just you just got these people that are running the game, and it, whether they like it or not, if they're running the game, they're the ones that are controlling the players, where they go, and they're controlling controlling the coaches and the CEOs as well. So that's 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 not just my opinion; that's the opinion of many people that I speak to. So when you're talking about quality of the game, it's got nothing to do with Fox Sports not promoting it, doing commercials and stuff like that, not knowing when the A League Grand Final is on. It's got to do with the internals, who's running the game. So let's so let's get on to that, right? Um, and we we have seen over the last, obviously, there, it's it's a rebrand happening. We've got you know the, the the club owners sort of running the league now, and we've got, I guess, the A League moving in a new direction. Channel 10's come on board. There's cash, but so let me just say that's a perfect example now this this money that channel 10 is going to bring in or this 150 million dollars or whatever that's still going to, that's still not going to that's still not going to raise the standard of football in the league you're still going to have the same sort of recycle stuff yeah. going around so that's what I, I just wanted to put to bed fox sports has nothing to do with the quality of coming out out of the game and neither does channel 10 they're so, not going to lift the quality of the game, if you still got the same sort of players in circulation. Yeah, so so let me ask you: uh, Are you confident that? And, and we've been to a few games this year, you and I. Yep. We, we've gone to watch some MPL games. Yep. Right. Is the standard that bad that you couldn't give a young bloke a go from the MPL? Um, I'm not going to say the standards aren't bad, but I'm going to say that the standards between A League and NPL 
is pretty similar. Yeah. The only difference is the only difference is between the two different leagues. Okay, when you're talking terms of players, not talking about surrounds and stuff like that, or when they travel hotel. I'm talking that A League players get the chance to train five six days a week or five days a week in a game in a professional environment. Yeah. So, so you think you, you, in in that if you threw an MPL player into a professional seven day, oh, they thrive. Yeah, they thrive. Yeah, I've I've been there myself. I I I've went from MPL. To, to, to full-time professional overseas and then back again. Like, I've done it. I, 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 there's no one that can probably... Um, yeah, and that's what uh, we're asking, right? Because yeah, 100%. You, you've done it. 100%. Look, you're only as good as the people around you. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure nine outfield players in the A-League can carry one MPL player. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. pretty sure. Or they should be able to. They should be able to. But I'll tell you a few stories that when I was playing in the MPL, um, no, I was at Bonnerig White Eagles no one wanted to, no A-League team wanted to play us. Yeah. Reasons being is because we had a very good team. We had players that Jamie McMaster, who, like myself, we went overseas, Leeds United. We had good players, good pedigree players when we were young kids. We were always in the state teams and everything. Yeah. Um, no one wanted to play. You know what their answers were? Because, look, when we did eventually did get a, a game against an A-League team, you couldn't tell the difference, eh? If you if we both if if you took the jerseys off us and we both played in skins, you couldn't tell who the A League team was yeah. because we just had quality. Noel Arate, who's an ex, uh, well, he was the, the 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 assistant coach of the Mariners. Yeah. We had very very good players. Um, what was happening? They were saying, "Oh no, sorry, we don't want to play you guys. This is not the type of game that we want." So basically, what they were saying was, it wouldn't look good if an MPL team beat an A League team. Yeah, of course. It wouldn't look good. And you've, it would seen not that, look good. you've seen that throughout the FFA Cup, right? Exactly right. But when I'm talking 10 years ago, eight years ago, our MPL teams were a lot stronger than the MPL teams now. Yeah, of course. And I, I know referees that, re, that are A-League referees now that refereed those games back then. And we joke about it now. And, he'd, and I'd be like, you know, that was a pen. He goes, but Seva, if I gave away pens against <laughs> certain A-League teams and they went down 4-0 at Bankstown in front of a crowd of 10,000... It wouldn't look good. Frank Lowy wouldn't like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you understand what I'm saying? Like, I'm exposing a little bit of things here, but it's the truth because I can say it because I lived it. Yeah, and... and so, so to answer your question, the standards are pretty similar. The difference is one, one, one has probably got a better body fat than the guy who goes and, as a tradie and works eight, ten hours a day yeah, and goes yeah, to training. Yeah. That's the difference, Hedo. And, and, and look, let, let, let's get one thing straight. These are our opinions, right? So, like, we're not we're, we're giving across opinions, and and I said at the start, we're happy for anyone to come on and, and yeah, argue against us, right? We're 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 not forcing our opinions on everyone. We're just having a yeah. conversation about this, and yeah. you've lived it, right? So, yeah. we we and you, you know exactly what you're talking about. The be- the beauty is about this, Hedo, is um, we've got a platform now to pretty much we're not we're not, we're not protecting anyone or, or personal game. I I don't have any any licenses. I don't want to become a coach. I don't want. Uh, I'm just my, it's my opinion. That's and it's a conversation we- starter, right? Because it's exactly. actually happening. So it's we- it's it's if yep. we're not calling anyone out here, we're not making you know we're not making massive statements. It's just it's a quick combo, right? It's just a quick combo. It's just, it's just something. Look, people are in lockdown. People, people just want to hear things, and yeah, it's just, it is what it is. Hey, eh? we're not, we're not putting the game into, into dis, disrepute, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. But it's just an opinion. That's why we jumped on because we're all bored as hell. Oh man, um, tell me about it. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and and it's, I, I guess from from feedback we've had over over episodes, you know, people want to hear more from you as well, right? Yeah. You, you've been overseas and. You know, you've come back, you've played in the A-League, you've done the NPL, but 
what, what I want to get out, and, and there's been a few questions uh, thrown at us um, since we did our very first episode um, about around your career, and, and it was around the fact of, of, of how the dealings with agents were overseas and and in Australia, and 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 I won't. Is is it all on the agent, or is it all on you? Is it you? Uh, are, is your agent ringing you saying, "I've got a club here that wants you"? Are you are you finding that, or or what's the like? Can you give us a bit of rundown in regards to? Okay, why were you at Millwall? Why did you get to Piacenza? Stuff like that. Ah uh, well. Uh, back then, it was a different way of um, sending players overseas. Uh, now it's done pretty much instant via the internet. Yeah. Uh, back then, you used to have to send a, a VHS tape over. Got there in three weeks. They watched it. <laughs> you know, it's, it's a, it was a month. It was a month long journey. Um, just, just, just waiting. Was that, an, uh, was that an agent? Were you sending that yourself, or did you have an no, agent? No, I, I, that that was my first agent that was yeah. here. Um, yeah. I was at I was at Marconi at the time. Yeah. And um, I was about to go in my first full proper season as a proper starting eleven player. At, I think I was just—I think I was sixteen, seventeen. Yeah. And um, and yeah, to be honest, I I I couldn't do any—I couldn't do any any more here in the youth team and stuff like that. So um, an agent over there was back here on holidays, and being at Marconi, I knew a lot of people. A lot of people knew me, and someone just came forward and said, "Look, hey, you just played a Viareggio tournament." There was, I think, 11 or 13 clubs that wanted me. Um, I think there were two English clubs, uh, Sunderland, Newcastle, and then I think there was eight or nine Italian clubs. I'm not yeah. sure. Um, and then, yeah, the buzz, the buzz was still around. And then they just said to me, look, have you got any highlights, anything? We can just send that over there rather than sending you on a trial. And I had, and I, this, is, this is the funny thing, Hedo. I was, um, I think I was 16 or 17 at the time. I gave them a VHS taper, right? <laughs> And it only it only occurred to me the other day. I gave him a VHS tape when I was playing under fourteens, under fifteens at Marconi yep. in, the Nash, in the youth league. Yeah, right. right? Yep. Now they were sending this overseas to an under nineteens tournament. Uh, under nineteens, uh, it was a reserve grade. Yeah, and they were under nineteens. Yeah, right. So I was literally, I was, even though I was sixteen years old, they were watching vision of a fourteen, fifteen year old kid. Yeah, right. So I was signed. Pretty much, they were watching my highlights as I was 14 years old. So maybe I was ahead of the game. I was six years in front of what... Yeah. Like, you see what I'm trying to say? Yeah, yeah. So that's what happened. And then um, I went over there. And uh, just before I signed, I played in, I played in a tournament. Um, I think it was called an Asti tournament near Torino. Yeah. And I got, I think in... Uh, it was like a, it was, I think it was five or six games we played in the space of 10 days. It was a lot of football. But when you're young, you play it. You don't feel it. Um I got leading goal scorer, played the tournament, and we won it. So it was a grand final sort of thing. So and we won it. And um, even though the deal was already signed and we had already um, agreed it all, that just that just rubber stamped it to be honest. Because I was all it, it was it, it was good for me to have a look at the club internally before I did actually sign. A lot of people they they get it wrong, and they go overseas and they just sign. And but you don't realise you need to. It's great to see the inside of a club before you put pen to paper because you're going to spend the next four or five years there minimum. Yeah. So yeah, that's exactly what happened. So the agents played a massive role in all that. Yeah. That and that's and that's where we want to take it, right? So so you're over there. Yep. Yeah. And I, we, we've spoken about the dealings through Piacenza and, yeah. and, and all that. Who yeah. then? All right. You're over there for what? You, you play a certain amount of games. Is, is it you? Is it you that's getting itchy feet? 
Or is it your agent tapping you saying, mate, oh, you can get more money here? It's both because the first six months I was there, I played in a youth team. I remember we played against Juventus and um, I scored, I think we won, we, we were, um, I think we were, we were second, first or second at the time. Juventus was like sixth six position and there was us and Empoli. Diamante was actually playing for Empoli at the time. Um, and we beat, we beat uh, Juventus and I played really well. We scored, I, scored, uh, I scored the goal to make it 1-0 and I think that was a Saturday or a Sunday. Uh, the next day, the the club came to me and said, look, Juventus have put a bid in for you, but we're not going to sell you. Yeah, okay. So I'm like, wow. I'm like, shit, I've only been here six months. Is this how quick you move? Then all of a sudden, I thought that, you know, straight in the first team, it was going to happen. Yeah. But then, you know, because in Europe, things move fast and it just didn't move fast enough for me. I, I, I got itchy feet. My agents got itchy feet, especially coming from Australia where you, you know that no matter what you do, you've got 10, 12 years over Europe before you get back to Australia and retire. Yeah. So you're trying then. to make things happen Back fast. then especially, right? Yeah. So you're trying to make things happen fast and capitalize on everything. And sometimes you push through situations. You ask, you ask for situations. They arise, but it, they just don't follow. Like they, they just don't happen or... You know, the, the, the agent just can't, you know, uh, seal the deal for some reason. Politics get involved. Um, yeah. It's... Do you think it's, uh, I'll, I'll ask you this, we're going off on a bit of a tangent here, but do you think it's, it's agents have more of a role in the game now than they did for you back then? And well, I'll, I'll say that in its perception here, right, that, that it's created in rugby league via agents, a, agents, um, uh, telling their players to be cranky and and you know yeah. drag their knuckles and kick stones so that the coach gets rid of them is yeah I think the agents have got a bigger role in what we're doing in the A League at the moment. Well, I'll tell you one of the main reasons why the agents do have a bigger role is because coaches and managers have now got agents themselves. Back in the day, coaches never had agents or managers to look after their careers to see. Hold on, can you put us? Can you put the feelers out? See who's getting sacked. Maybe. Now, everyone, every coach has got an agent. So imagine an agent, he's got 12 players under his belt he's got to look after, yeah. and he's got three coaches under his belt as well. Naturally, he's going to filter those 12 players through those three coaches, yeah, correct? Yes, so they stay in the game as well, right? They stay in the game. Agents get um, sign-on fees. They get spotters fees. So it's a no-brainer. You know, that's why agents, whether we like it or not, even 20 years ago, they are part and parcel of the game. Love them or hate them, players need them, coaches need them, and then they need coaches and players. And look, this isn't a and 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 for anyone watching, don't take it as a stab as we're having a stab at the agents. This is no, the, the conversation because, no, in, in fact, agents uh, agents are all part of it, and they're not yeah. just helping them secure um football well, tracks. They're, they're helping them secure stuff outside of football too. Of right? course, so. Well, but you try and make a move without an agent, you can't. Yeah, that's right. So they're, they're, I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm not hitting on agents or anything. Agents are just part and parcel of our game. That's we, everyone needs them. You can't get by without them. Yeah, and and again, it's a conversation, right? Because yeah. the media is driving it in all sports at the moment that agents are, you know, are making players move or or whatever. Yeah, look, and look, they in, know it themselves. They are very powerful. Yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah. Because if a coach. A coach could, uh, we'll do it in reverse. A coach wants a player that's going to get him 20 goals a season, no matter where in the world, all right? Yeah. Now, if they don't get along with a certain agent of a player that they want, they've got no chance of getting that player. Yeah, of course. You understand? Yeah. You're not going to get to the player unless you get to the agent. Yeah. So, who does the power lie with? The agent. Yeah. 
So to answer your question, agents, no matter what sport, NFL, anything, now they have the get, power. They they got the power these days. We're going to get some guests on for this um for this for this opinion piece moving forward. Um, we we'll surprise our viewers with some guests uh, as well. Um, we're going to have um, Pablo Cardozo come on as our yep. first. We're also doing Pablo as a uh, in studio guest, but yeah, with our studio. Obviously, we, we can't get in studio with COVID and, you know, coughing on each other and holding hands and shit. That's all weird at the moment. So you, you can't do that. So we're not going to uh, – we're going to get Pablo on to chat about just his, his opinion state of the game. But yeah. I want to ask you, if Asia, was as, if Asia was as close as it is now back when you played, would you have gone to Europe? No. Like, I'm looking at no. it from, a, from afar, right? Why would I go to Europe? Like, I, and – it just seems football is uh, Australians are more accepted in Asia at the moment. Yeah, look, I, look, I, I know, I know, I initially said no. Yeah. Um, but I still have to, I still have to reminisce and think about that when I was a young kid, eleven, ten, whatever years old. I grew up. We grew up watching the Serie A. Of course, of course. So the, we, we weren't got, we weren't watching. Well, what about the, Daniel Severino, twenty two now? Twenty two now. Like now, put yourself in. All right, let's put. Right, if I was twenty-two and an Italian club came for me, or an Asian club, you'd still take Italy, right? Yeah, yeah. Come on, yeah. Yeah. But if you had but, nothing, yeah, <laughs> I'm talking fallback now. Like I'm talking fallback. It oh. seems like Asia, Asia's the new, Asia's the new, new Europe for our football. Look, I, I think, I think, I think when you get to thirty-five, and I'm not just saying this as greed or anything like that. I think when you when you're younger, you care about where you play. You care about where others think. What what other, what others what others think about where you're playing. But when you get to 35, when you've got kids, you got a family, you got bills to pay, investment properties, and whatever. You look back and you go, "Who gives a shit where I played?" It's about how comfortable I am now. So, the money's in the golf. The money's in Asia. So when you when you're 21, 22, 23, oh, I want Europe, I want Serie A, I want English Premier League, I want the. But when you're 35, you look back and you go, I should have taken that deal in the UAE. I'd have had an extra three or four hundred grand in my pocket. I should yeah. have went to Asia. Yeah. You, I don't know if that answers your question, but we all, you know. It's look, mate. We're we're just as I said, it, it's just the conversation and, and those guests coming on of of, of your era, right? They're, yeah. they're the sort of guests. Uh, well, that Pablo's they- going to be a great one because anyone who knows Pablo Cardozo, if <laughs> you've got certain players that are twenty two, twenty three now that are asking for four fifty, five hundred grand a year in the A League, like at twenty two, yeah, you'd be paying him. If double, Pablo was twenty two years old in the A League right now, he'd be worth three million bucks a year. <laughs> And that's the truth because Pablo's hitting 20 goals a season and I don't know what he's on. He's probably just hitting triple figures back then. Yeah. Uh, like I'm talking money-wise. But then you, you're paying half a million bucks for a guy who can't even hit eight goals. Yeah. Like, and, and, and we're going to have some strong opinions from people moving forward. So um, Yeah, we'll give people a platform to, um, to write to us and come on. and Yeah, because this is what it's all about, eh? And, and especially in lockdown, like as I said, yeah. my jokes are getting bad. So uh, I need I'm, I'm reading books and all sorts of stuff. So I am going mad, right? You are and, going mad. Um, you're going mad with your haircut, which I'm actually like, wow, you, you you you've done pretty well with yourself there. You don't mind it, eh? 
No, I don't. I don't mind it at all, Seba. I haven't cut my beard in how long. I needed. I needed. I needed Michael Klim. Let me tell you, big time. <laughs> yeah, more salt and pepper than what's going. What's going no, on? It's good, it's good. It's good. We're doing this though, Hedo. It's um. Look, mate. Know, we need it, eh? Mate, we had some real good feedback from our first season, and yeah. you and I had a convo we b- before lockdown started over a beer about yeah. um, just where where season one took us, and from our yeah. first episode where we literally fumbled over everything to a lot of people getting on board us and yeah. uh, asking like we've been getting a lot of questions in our uh, social media inbox about yeah, when have. it's coming back, and yep. we couldn't delay it well, any longer because you, you can tell the people pretty much we've got. Look, a lot of people say these things, they got massive things, they got this, but anything that we've said, we've delivered. But the honest truth is, we've got stuff bigger than we've ever thought that could be. Like, yeah, and um, we, we can't wait to get back in the studio. Um, it's not the same online, but it's not. thanks to our, uh, our, uh, our main man, Jeff, who is now the creative director at Sensor Studios, we, he's probably making us look even better on uh, online. And you know what? He doesn't have to see it. Well, he can have to see it, but he doesn't have to talk to us live. So he can just hang up at any point, no doubt. So, um, Seva, look, man, thanks for, thanks for, we started with your opinions um, and we'll move forward to some others. But um, we just uh, wanted to give out our opinions on it. We're going to get some, uh, we're going to throw some other opinions out moving forward. Can I just butt in there, Hedo? Yes, sir. Because um, because we talk about everything, we're not just predominantly a football podcast. Absolutely. Right? Talk to a lot of people. We, can, we know a lot of people in league as well. I want to ask your opinion. Mine? Yeah, on something. Yeah, go. All right. I get this. I've been getting this a lot, but Mitchell Moses. Yeah. All right. Um, a lot so of people... Did they play... In, I'll put it in football terms. Did they play <laughs> with a false seven? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so so what it is, a lot of people have said like we 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 watch you know bloke in a bar and all that and Finchy and that and he he jumped on his bandwagon and I think he's got a good point. A lot of people they might just not like the look of the bloke or whatever like that, but to come in to a team and do what he did on that on that last Origin game, yeah, like, it's pretty quality, man. Because the line rushes at you so fast, like you don't forget the kicks he put in, and a lot of people reckon oh you know they didn't win the game. But they don't realise how hard it is, and um... and and if yes, hundred percent, and and they went at him, and yes, they went at him pretty hard, right? Um, social media gives a platform for all dickheads to do what they want, right? Yeah. Um, it gives it gives blokes the chance that haven't been tackled a, a chance to throw throw their opinions out, right? Yeah. Um, I, I I take it back to those boys from the that stood up and took the pens for England too, right? Yeah. Who at their age is going to stand up and take the pens, right? Yeah. Probably no one. Yeah, all those blokes. Are, there's a reason they're sitting in the stands. And I'll give I'll give Mitchell Roses a rap. I didn't think he did too bad. I listened to Brandy and um, his and Freddie their communication about it, and they said he made all his tackles. Yeah. Now it's come out he played seventy minutes with a broken back. Yes, right this morning. So um, is he? I think he's he was he. He was on a hiding to nothing, right? Cleary, Cleary's been dominating. Penrith at the top of the table. Yeah, we've won by seventy odd points, mate. I just, I think he was on a hiding to nothing, and I think he held his, I held his, held his hands up, and he had a good crack. Yeah. And um, well, Cor- Cor- the, the one that, what about Coruscant's one? Yeah, mate, it was a good try, wasn't it? Was it? A great he try, but he look, if he didn't put the kick in, Coruscant would never have ran there, correct? No. 
And mate, I, I, look, and I think to, he to catch to, well. to, to catch the ball with the line rushing at you that quick, looking yeah. one way, feeding it the other. Come on, yeah, and you know what I mean, mate. I, again, Origin's the pinnacle of uh, of rugby league. Yeah, right. And it's his first game. He's on debut. Like yeah. I'll ask you the question: When you debuted at sixteen, was that your best game? No chance. In the NSL? <laughs> no chance. No chance, right? No chance. Um, there's millions of eyeballs on him, and yeah. and he and he stood up, you know. And look, moving forward, we, we've got some good guests coming on in the rugby league circles as well to ask those questions about as well, right? Yeah. That that we'll be able to say, mate, it's not as easy as it looks on TV. Mate, it's you know, it's so hard because you got options. You got guys calling the calling the plays. And People I, wanting the ball. I, I get it from a media point of view, right, that, that, that they're asking Freddie questions about why, why, why. Freddie's, Freddie's made it, and to Freddie's credit, he made the call and he stuck by it. Yes. Right? Yep. He's the gaffer. Well, he's the coach, sorry. And he's got to live and die by his decisions. We, it, the hype around it seems like we lost 3-0. The series, but we won two one, right? I know, I know. They don't, they forget the fact that the game was wrapped up three weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. You so, know, like... and you, you know what it's like. You go into a game where you've already won something. You're not going to, well, you know, yeah. you, you might not try as hard. You might not try as hard. Don't forget, he had a, he had, you know, the, the hard, he, he, he had who I think it was Crichton with him. You know what I mean? Jack White in the, at, at yeah, so, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, White. So yeah, they they never played together me. before. Yeah. They never played together before, combos no, and stuff right. like that. So I don't know what people. Yeah, it's just um, it's just an opinion. But yeah, that's why I just wanted to ask you about that because um, a lot of people have uh, condemning him and stuff like that. But it's it's so hard to jump into an atmosphere like that where it's so fast paced. Don't forget, it's Origin as well. Yeah, it's yeah, mate. it doesn't slow up. It gets quicker and quicker as the game gets on because there's more holes opening up. Hundred percent. And you know what? We're happy to have him on to let him defend himself. We won't rip into him either, Moses. So nah. if you want to jump on at any time. No doubt this will find you because we're massive. Yeah, we're huge. We're so, huge. Hold so, on, he's calling yeah. me now. He's calling yeah, me now. Yeah. No doubt. No doubt he's gonna get on this and go, Fuck, you blokes are all right. I might jump on. Two blokes with mad haircuts. Yeah. Um, that's it. But yeah, and moving forward, once we get back in the studio, we have got some um, some guests from other sports other than football. Obviously, football is our is our forte and what we what we know best. But we're also um, oh, we've got many from many friends in many different countries. Yeah, in in uh, in uh, many different sports. So we're going to have a crack and we're going to do some uh, do some other stuff and see where we go. Yeah, for sure. Seba, brilliant pal. Go and uh, look after that family and finish that deck and uh, homeschooling. Yep. Untie, is the dog still barking or have you you stopped the dog? I can see. Yeah, he's gone. He's gone. (laughs) Open the gate and let him run off. He's gone. Uh, Jeff, super mate. Thanks for organising this. And we hope that, I know it's not in studio and we hope people that are watching or listening can still get around us and um, enjoy what this is bringing. Uh, We still will do our in-studio guests, but while while we're in lockdown, we're going to do these short episodes Throw some opinions out um, and get some different guests on and uh, let's have a crack at some opinion stuff, Seva. Definitely. Let's go. Let's do it. So thanks again to Sensor Studios, uh, Jeff Lambert. So Sensor Studios, we'll throw out on our socials, any live streaming, photography, videography needs, uh, podcasting like this, your man, uh, mate, 
Mate, you're in lockdown, dead set. You need MBN. Jump on board. Uh, tell them Hedo and Seva sent you. Mate. Well, I, 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 um, You've got I it. Over, yeah. yeah. That, that, that's how good it is. Look at Seva's head. It's hey, best transfer ever made. <laughs> um, Ignify legal. So, Ian, you've got Seva. Seva has. Seva can show you how good uh, Ignify yeah. legal is. So, Cheers, Ian, thank, thank you, you pal. Um, and also... Uh, congratulations to Ian and his wife on uh, their newborn yep. as well. So uh, well done there. But thanks, Seba. Cheers, Hedo. Thanks, We'll, uh, we'll Thank move you, forward Jeff. and uh, we'll see you guys in a few days. See you guys.